Hey, uh, thanks for listening to Reba and my first podcast, uh, Firsties with Reba and Ross. Hey, guys. Uh, that's Reba. I'm Ross. Alright. <laughs> and uh, the, the idea of this podcast is we're going to talk about first seasons of shows. Uh, some of these shows will be one-offs, uh, you know, shows that got canceled after one. Some would be like their own thing, but in a lot of the cases, I think we want to look at shows that changed a lot. As they went on. Indeed. So the first show that we thought would be a good starting point would be uh, Parks and Recreation. Because it's, it's a show. Yeah, it's a shorter season. Yeah, so it's only six episodes. It's a good... We can get through it in like three podcasts. Yeah. And and it's a show that I absolutely hated <laughs> the first season. And, so. and you weren't the only one. A lot of people felt that way when the first season aired. And like now it's kind of a classic show especially it, it season is. three is like considered by a lot of critics and stuff as one of the best sitcom seasons of all time and and that's that's where it kind of took off though. yeah I yeah mean, i think season two is really strong too it, yeah. it's not quite up to where it is after that but it, i think the the introduction of chris traeger and and ben wyatt kind of helped flesh out the the Show. Consistencies and the uh, dismissal of Mark Brandanowitz kind of helped. Too, yeah, in my opinion, I would in agree with my that. Opinion. But uh, yeah, so for the first season, generally people don't look fondly back on these episodes, but not a lot of people have gone back to rewatch them since either. And this will be. This has been my third time watching the first season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've been rewatching and a lot of these episodes. I, I absolutely love this show now. Uh-huh. Like it's one of my favorite shows and rewatching the first two episodes today was like I don't hate it as much as I did in the beginning and mm-hmm. it makes me think, oh, I want to be able to talk about what I hated, but now I love the characters so much, and I know so much of what they're doing now. It's like, okay. That's kind of one of the things that I thought would be interesting about rewatching it, is just to see how much of it is them not knowing, or the writers not really knowing the show, and how much of it is just that they hadn't really gotten to share the different characteristics, or or, or the, the more more complicated parts of the characters uh, right. so maybe their negative sides didn't seem as negative going back and yeah so should we should we start just talking about the first episode yeah we watched two for this podcast uh and it, for a while i was thinking oh we could just kind of go over them generally but watching the first and the second back to back i thought that there were pretty big differences in how they were approaching the show even at that stage yeah i could see that okay so well let's start with episode notes, one I, so. I i know i took a bunch of notes that's i always do this <laughs> but, so go um yeah what i one of the things that people often mention about the first season that they didn't like was that they felt like uh, leslie was incompetent or like that was her role and i yes. at least in the pilot i didn't feel like that was quite the case it, and, I think what it was, at least to me, it was like they were trying to make Leslie another Michael Scott. And that's what, that's what everybody says and, about it. 
And rewatching it now, it's not. To me, it doesn't feel so much like she's incompetent, the incompetent part of Michael Scott, as like she just cares too much and do- yes. doesn't know how to. And that, to that's what execute. I grasped, especially with the pilot, with the first episode. Mm-hmm. They really, they were writing her very much as the Leslie Nope she is in the later show where she really cares and she really wants to do a good job and make things better. Mm-hmm. And it, the difference is everything around that and the way that that's framed. Right. Like where later in the series, her co-workers are all, even though they have their own idiosyncrasies, they're all like, they care about her yeah. and they want to support her. And early on, everybody kind of looks at her as a joke. Right, and that's, and I think that's where the comparison to Michael Scott right. is. Right, right. You know. The difference being, though, that Michael Scott, is, like, he, he really is kind of an idiot. And, like, he, he cares about the people, but he was never a good boss in that right, show. Right, right. And Leslie is really and, pushing to make a difference, even in this early episode. And that's that's something that I noticed going back and watching it again, is that she really like they really did do a good job of of creating her character from the beginning and it really is the people around her that kind of actually learn to understand who she is and that she is this way mm-hmm. like and it makes it it makes me hate it less knowing <laughs> that but uh, a lot of the characters again like around her because they're underdeveloped or they're not as developed as they are later, like it definitely feels like kind of a negative show. Just yeah. so far from what it is later, it, right. it's one of the happiest, most optimistic shows on TV. But like even even Aziz's Tom Haverford in the first episode feels really kind of just bored and like he doesn't want to be there and he doesn't care mm-hmm. about Leslie and like there, he has none of the energy or the. I don't know, the showmanship that he has later right. in the show. Or even in the second episode. Right, yeah. Like, when he's getting all of the people, all the contractors to come into the meeting. Yeah. Like, That was definitely that was... something I noticed as a difference between those two episodes. Yeah. I wrote, I wrote that down, that Tom gained a lot of energy between episodes one and two. Yeah. Because a lot of the time with, with series, they shoot the pilot long before they shoot anything else. Right. So they're already retooling by the time you see the second episode. Yeah. And I was thinking about that, too, between episode one and two. The, there were still, like, there were major differences mm-hmm. in, in the show's dynamic, even that early yeah and we can we can get to some of that once we get fully into episode two uh another thing that was different or felt a lot different in the pilot from the future of the series was that it it wasn't as snappy like it felt a lot more lethargic to me yeah Uh, like everything from the like the credits are the perfect example uh, where it goes on longer it takes a lot a lot longer to show someone's picture and their image and the song you hear a lot more of the song and the whole show like has that feel where scenes linger a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, there aren't as many punchlines and jokes. It's just it's very much playing up awkward humor, right? And just people being and... uncomfortable and unhappy <laughs> around each other. Yeah. But but yeah, I 
I think we both agreed that there were fewer inconsistencies than we might have thought going back. Yeah, I think Especially so. with Leslie. Yeah, especially with Leslie. I know um, Anne's character was way underdeveloped. As, yeah. Like, as you'd expect from, right. from that, but... Yeah, it, she and and Ron too. I mean, to mm-hmm. an extent. Yeah, it, there were little was, things about Ron that, to me, having seen so much more of him, I'm like I don't know if that's a Ron Swanson thing or yeah, like where he where he's like a, kind of a big Bobby Knight fan. But he was. <laughs> yeah, I guess. he was, and and he doesn't have the picture in the later episodes because no. of something that something that. that either Bobby Knight did or that he did that made him feel like he didn't live up to the Bobby <laughs> Knight standard and he had and he, there's an episode where he actually takes the Bobby uh, Knight picture down. I don't remember that at all. But I, you've rewatched uh, all of it recently, so you and have a better I think, idea. I honestly think it's in the second season. Yeah. Because that would make I sense. like I skipped over a lot of the second season when I was rewatching it. This oh, time. okay. So. so did you watch that episode? I don't think I saw that episode, okay. but I do, but you do remember, remember it. it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it, Ron is played much more as an antagonist, especially in this pilot, than he is right. later in the series. But that that tracks at least a little bit with the way that they characterize he his and uh, Leslie's relationship. Right. He like is still kind of an antagonist, but. Well, to a lesser extent. And he he supports her. He has his ideals, but he cares about Leslie, and right. he thinks she's great. And they had that great episode this season, or in the final season, where the two yeah. of them are just in the parks department alone for a night, just going back over their history. And... Mm-hmm. Don't make me cry. That was a good episode. Yeah, it was really sweet, but it also got back to kind of their their former antagonism and how that kind of defined them again for a little bit but you know their friendship overcame it (laughs) reba's teary now (laughs) so we'll move on to other Mm -hmm. elements of that uh yeah i already kind of mentioned nobody nobody seems to like each other like they give mark that little moment towards the end where he stands up for leslie and goes to ron and says hey Please, you know, fund this, or let, let's work on this project. Let Leslie yeah. do it. But aside from that, he just kind of seems sick of her. Yes. <laughs> they had their fling like five years ago, and she thinks he's the greatest. Which, again, mm-hmm. is like weird to see. Like, you understand that Leslie kind of progressed from that moment. Right. But still, like, she's such an independent person that it's weird for her to feel like subservient almost to a man in the workplace yeah but but yeah yeah mark, i just don't like mark brain Danowitz. yeah and his his negativity and all that never really went away as much as it did for other characters right like there really is kind of a reversal where in this episode it's everybody against leslie and like mark kind of stands up for her, and then later he's Still kind of the negative guy, and everyone else believes much more in her. Right. And, like, even which, April cares, kind yeah. of. <laughs> I mean, which, I mean, thinking about that, and they're, like, she, they've, like, this, we're coming in when she's been there for five years, and she's had to deal with these people and this negativity. I mean, April obviously is not 
it is new, but I'm assuming that I would assume that Tom and and um, obviously Ron and Leslie, like they've all been working together, yeah, for so long. Yeah, like how like to me, you, like it just didn't make sense that all of these people that would be so together, like if they'd kept the show with that dynamic, it wouldn't have taken off because they yeah. needed like agreed. There's you can't just have the, the an unrelenting optimist just fighting negativity all the time. <laughs> right. Like it's Yeah. You know. It's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> to see someone just torn down over and over again. Yeah. So oh. that's that's most of what I had to say about the pilot. Uh yeah, just a little little sluggish, a little negative. Yeah. Um yeah, the some characters some characters didn't have as many characteristics as before. April seems more bored and sarcastic than like she doesn't really have her evil streak <laughs> that yeah. she has later on. Yeah. Uh, Andy, but... they're obviously playing up as kind of the deadbeat boyfriend, and he does right. find. Oh. Yeah, I was gonna say he's still. Um, and I don't know if this is more in the if they if it's shown more in the the second episode than the first, but that he's kind of just a still kind of a well-meaning goofball yeah yeah they don't get around to it quite as much but i don't feel like his character clashes with his later version really that much like they don't make him look quite as like quite as much of an as an idiot or like kind of a goofy yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it but he he you could see how the andy later in the show could be that character in that situation right it yeah. makes sense it does make sense especially with the changes in like relationship dynamics mm-hmm. over the course of the season like you you see you see him grow but he, it's not such a dramatic growth that it wouldn't he wouldn't have had that past yeah you know? yeah it, it it tracks yeah <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we covered most of the characters. Uh, there's no Retta, and there was no Jerry either, right? No, there was no Jerry, no. Yeah. And well, actually, there was... there was a different black woman. Yeah, we don't know if it was supposed like... to be Donna, and they replaced her, or if it was just a different character altogether. There right. was a larger black woman that they wanted to get another one in. Yeah. But I, I don't know what the deal was there. It, they just weren't on the show yet. Mm-mm. And still weren't in episode two. So no, I, I don't know so if that was a season know. two transition. Or yeah, what. that's that's my curiosity. Because I don't remember Jerry before season two. No, and I don't... I don't know if... I actually don't know if Donna came in. Yeah, she might have. Season one. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll yeah. watch the other ones for future episodes. Yeah. So should we go on to episode two? Yeah. All right. So episode two felt a lot different to me. It did. Um, it, it was a little snappier. Mm-hmm. Had a little bit more of the pace of later episodes. Yeah. Uh, and I, I felt that Leslie came off more negative in this episode than she did in the pilot. She did, which like kind of surprised me. She it felt like it felt like they were getting to her. Yeah, like everybody else was kind of getting to her, which was another reason why I didn't really like the first season yeah like i couldn't really get behind it because it showed like what you'd expect that the optimist faced with 
all of this negativity around her is just eventually going to become that negative person. Right. Well, and, like, some of it tracks with her character where when she goes up against, or when she has hardship, like, she will attack that with whatever she can regardless. Mm -hmm. But some of her tactics in this episode, even for, like, her where she can't lose... It seems like kind of manipulative or mean spirited, where she's like telling people like, "Well, nine out of ten meth users would say the same thing." Like that's which not totally out of character, but, but not. Yeah, I I see what you mean. Not it, totally out, but not really right. Or her filibustering or, because like it doesn't seem like she really cares about the people of Pawnee in this one. Yeah, and she usually and does care. She <laughs> always cares. Uh huh. Like, that's her big thing. And and especially, like, um, the last episode, recent ep- episode that I have watched was in season four is the episode where they go negative. They try to go negative. Oh, for the campaign. For the campaign yeah. against uh, Bobby Newport. Right. And she's there, like, no, I can't. I don't want to go negative. I don't want to go negative. I can't. Like, mm-hmm. Like, that's not me. That's not my campaign. I don't see me going negative, and that's, yeah. Yeah. To me, her going, her doing the things that she did in this episode, like, it just didn't sit well. Yeah, it, it was, it, I mean, it's not campaign, but it is very much her using negative tactics and just trying to cheat the system around however she can to get her goal. Right, which that is not a Leslie thing. I mean, she'll yeah. do whatever it takes to get, mm-hmm. like, oh. whatever is good for Pawnee. Yeah, or, or using April as a plant, for instance. It right. doesn't seem like something that Leslie would do no. later in the show, just t- trying to trying to mislead people. Yeah. Uh, it, and it backfires in a pretty significant way. Right, which... In the it, episode. But. I mean, you'd expect that to happen. <laughs> right. But... Right. Um, another thing, this was actually with both episodes, but mm-hmm. something that I noticed that kind of felt like uh, a Michael Scott holdover was kind of the mild unintended racism from Leslie. Like, in... Like, her, her just assuming that Tom is Lebanese, yeah. for instance, and then, like, the whole skin protection thing, and like, except for you, Tom. <laughs> like, right. Who cares? You don't get that. Yeah, and that's not something... Yeah, that's not, not a consistent a lo- <laughs> trait of Leslie's no. later in the show. No. That just seemed like they're like, well, that's funny when Michael Scott does these awkward things that he doesn't realize are racist. And, yeah. But I don't think it really works for her. And no. Especially given what Especially, we know. you know... Like, for as progressive as her character is about women. Right. And, for that to be such a blind spot. Yeah. Like, that yeah. doesn't... No. It, no. Yeah. Uh, another interesting thing with the second episode was that her mom played a really big role. And her mom is yeah. a recurring character. Yeah. But introducing her this early seems like they probably had a bigger... I She was going to be a bigger part of the show and Leslie's characterization than she probably ultimately was. Probably. That's what I think, because I think she was definitely the reason Leslie got into Mm -hmm. politics, into government, and she wanted... Like, in the first season, her mom does play a big role. Right, right. Like, all throughout it. Um, But I think... 
it showed an interesting it showed an interesting dynamic it, with like Leslie herself like always trying to please her mother and mm-hmm. her mother never being the woman like no never never really giving Leslie any credit for anything mm-hmm. and it kind of reframes Leslie's character a little bit having her mother be such a significant character because it, rather than just you know like a singularly driven career woman mm-hmm. you have someone who's kind of the black sheep of her family and yeah. like is trying to fit in with what her family's been in the past like yeah. it makes it less of an individual goal and dream and it makes it more of uh, trying to live up to yeah family yeah it's yeah a bit different. which which is a lot different from like later mm-hmm. seasons when her mom is still in there but not nearly as often and it does make it feel like it is Leslie's dream and her goal mm-hmm. you know everything that she's achieved right you know. right it's it's less like she's doing it for her mother yeah for herself yep and uh let's see what else i have uh, i thought uh there was another moment where leslie pretty much is just like subservient to mark as soon as she, uh, things aren't going well she's like oh thank god mark's here to save the day right. which again is not which, yeah um, mark brandanowitz is not a good character she's <laughs> not good for the show nope mm-hmm. nope it's, it's why the second season was so much better well he's still end. a big part and he, but yeah he, well he leaves at the he, very end of season two right yeah yeah but they um they bring in chris and and yeah ben. and they fit much more or much better with the universe that the show ultimately builds right like they wouldn't have fit with these early episodes no not it, at all not at all if anything the audience i think at this point is kind of meant to uh it, not empathize but like like, Mark should be the normal guy that they're looking through his eyes at all this. Yeah. I think that's uh, yeah, what they're going for. He's, like, the gym, except a little bit more of an asshole than in right. the office. Yeah. That's definitely... <coughs> I can definitely see that being... So, yeah, once they realize that, no, we're with Leslie, we want her to succeed, we, <laughs> we know she's competent, he had less of a purpose in the narrative. Right. Uh, yeah. That's pretty much what I had on the second episode. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about in that one? I don't... I don't think (coughs) so. Other, like, than just re-watching it, I like it more than I did Mm -hmm. when I first saw the episodes. I'm not sure. Like, I think I do. I... There are are elements of characters that I can... that don't seem quite as off-putting. But then there are other, like, just the viewpoint of the show just seems so much more cynical. And yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't like it more right, than... Right, right. You just like it more than you, when you first saw it. Right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. when I first saw it, it was a, a placeholder for, what was it, between, it was between Community and The Office. Well, and, I think yeah. Community was season two. Or Community Season 1 aired when Season 2 of Parks and Rec. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was The Office and maybe 30 Rock, or uh, you didn't really watch 30 Rock, did you? No, I didn't watch 30 Rock. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
I know it was on after The Office. It was like kind of a sister show to it. And they were definitely trying to build it around the Office audience because they thought. Yeah. It started as a spinoff to The Office. That was the original plan. And then they turned it into a show about the Parks Department. Yeah. But yeah, Mike Schur, who was Started the, as a spinoff of The Office? That, uh, uh, conceptually, they're like, we oh. want to do an Office spinoff. So Mike Schur, who is one of the main writers for The Office... I went off to do this other show. They hired a bunch of people, you know, mm-hmm. Amy Poehler, and uh, I think even when Aziz Ansari was hired, it was still an office spinoff. And then they yeah. kind of turned it into its own thing. Yeah. Right. And I, I think it's good that they did. It very much feels like its own show, in the, especially after the first season. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that might do it for now on so. the podcast. Uh, n- for the next episode, uh, hopefully next week, we'll yeah. get out another one for episodes three and four. Uh, we don't really know what season we're going to do after we're finished with Parks and Recreation. No, we have a lot of ideas. Yet. If anybody uh, has any specific suggestions, feel free to comment and let us know. Uh, otherwise, we'll talk to you next week.